They say a society grows when old men plant a tree whose shade they will never rest under. My cultists have now begun to cultivate the seeds of Atari's ruin in the Fogfin's festering loam. What will manage to germinate next? Hey everybody, it's time to roll for intent. Where we got a bunch of tryhards trying hard. Trying our hardest. They are hardest. so sweaty right now. We're such sweaty we're tryhards. Record- we're so very hard. We're very hard. Very we're recording two nights in a row. So that's how you yeah, know. Yeah, we are. We're recording two nights in a row. And me and Christian, uh, this is our third day in a row, I think. Right? Didn't we do something I Sunday? don't know anymore. I don't think so. Yeah, right. No, we the had Sunday off. We recorded in. Saturday. I did the I did the look in at our bookings that are scheduled currently, and we have enough interview content booked so far to give our other show content through the middle of December. So that's thanks, right, we're everyone. hot shit. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Stop. But thanks for all the content creators that reached out and wanted to talk to us. We're really excited to talk to all of you. We've only you know, interviewed some would four say of you Trevor is point. the Larry King of uh, of Abomination Vaults podcasts. <laughs> right, I forget where I live sometimes. Where are your four other wives? In the basement. (laughs) Sarah's the only one that made it out. That's right. She's the only one that could claw her way out of the shallow grave I buried her in. (laughs) I just figured you let them out on a rotating basis. Like, all right, it's Monday. (laughs) Right? Nah, Sarah would have killed all of them by then. Can't leave them (laughs) in there by themselves. It's like putting a bunch of rats in in one place. They're going to end up eating each other. That's why you chose her, your, your Boudicca queen wife. So exactly she could kill any other woman that would dare claim you. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Could exactly. and has. And she'll, she'll, she'll kill again, ladies and gentlemen. With prejudice, violently, and bloody. It's, <laughs> it's pretty awful, honestly. I've seen it. Haven't been able to get all of the blood out of the carpet yet. Is that why your bathroom's not finished? I was going to say, it's a token. That's exactly it's what a, it is. It's a... It's a uh... It's a warning to anybody else that tries to escape. So you were going to have that bathroom redone, and then Sarah killed another woman by bashing her skull against the porcelain sink, and that just puts you behind. That's what it was. Yeah, I mean, Supply yeah. chain issues, you know? I had to put a whole bunch of money into bleach so I couldn't buy materials anymore. <laughs> it's really rough. I remember forever ago, I don't remember if it was like, old slash r what the fuck or whatever but i remember i saw a gif and i don't know where it was geographically probably like russia if i had to take a guess but it was just a wild boar running through the middle of this like very small town and then off screen you see a man carrying a large like two tub porcelain sink like no pipes or anything but he just has a kitchen sink and he runs up to the boar and then just crushes its fucking skull with it in one fell swoop oh my god and that's just it it's like 30 seconds this boar is like running at children and people and then it turns around dude with sink blam just it's done like it just that is a very wow. slavic that move career. Like, yeah, yeah right. that's pretty good he used the Jeez. kitchen sink are, are boars a problem or wild wild hogs a problem in Russia? I don't know. I know they're a problem in Texas. I imagine it happening here, too. I think anywhere they are, they're a problem, from what That's I understand. true. Yeah. So there's a lot of woodland creatures that don't really scare me all that much, but like a boar? Fuck that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, right? I'm not going to get anywhere near a wild hog. Absolutely not. Or a boar or anything like that. They're, they're, they're smart they're... enough to know how to make you hurt. No, maybe not. Sorry. 
but they are more intelligent <laughs> than like a deer or something. Mm-hmm. I remember <laughs> when, I was in, uh, when I was in Colorado or uh, at the um, Grand Zion National Park, there were a bunch of deer going through uh, the campsites. They didn't look like they were doing too well. Lots of deer have like scrappy. Is that what it's called? Where they're like, I, I, they didn't fall apart. It's like a prion disease or something. I don't, I don't know. They looked kind of gaunt. It, it was the desert. So I was kind of surprised to see deer there at all, but I guess they just go through the campsites all the time because there were a bunch of signs that are like, Hey, don't approach the deer. <laughs> They'll fight you. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. They will knock your shit <laughs> loose. <laughs> Yeah, no, like, there were so, a bunch of signs like on, on like just like laying around, especially on like the bathrooms at Zion National Park. There would just be like, hey, deer are around, don't approach them. The deer have sharp uh, hooves. They will kick your shit in. Leave the deer alone. <laughs> like uh, everywhere. Oh dear. oh, dear. I just picture all of these deer that are starving to death writing signs of telling people to stay away from them while they go through yeah, all the food right? in your campsites. <laughs> I mean, like, probably. Sure. I mean, like, they can have whatever's left. Because, like, I, again, like I said, they were not doing well. <laughs> they were not doing okay. The deer are not okay. The deer are not okay. They looked very uh, thirsty, to say the least. Oh, oh Raymond, dear. I hear you're coming <laughs> back to visit me in Houston again. I am. Soon. You know what's crazy too? I'm coming back to visit you, and I can do a shameless promotion. Um, I got a spot at the secret group. I think we talked nice. about well, that previously. Well, the thing is that yeah. this will not be on air until well after that's happened. Oh, uh, well. That's man. Remember how funny I was so at the advance. secret group, Trevor? <laughs> Hilarious. I was. What I day had was the whole that again? Town rolling. It was Thursday, the twenty something. <laughs> I just got booked. I it was really funny when we were there. Watching Raymond perform, many smiles were had. Me and Sarah were looking for a date night, so uh, maybe we'll try to get our babysitter to uh, watch kids. Maybe come watch you. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, that joke you made about the ongoing situation in Palestine right now was a little off the cuff, but it really threw the room. It, it landed. Of uh, all of the jokes Raymond did, that's one of them. It reminded me a bit too much of like Michael Richards. Like <laughs> you had a Michael Richards moment, and I thought that was a bit over the line, but you know that's okay. You know, I like to toe that line and um been doing those jokes for a couple months now and they're hit and miss, you know, and sometimes they just bomb. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> really blew the audience away. <laughs> I'm having lots of interesting conversations on the Discord lately about like people being afraid of animals and interesting experiences with animals. I think Christian said he was mauled by a tiger which is technically true in the most adorable way possible. You were mauled by a tiger? Was it a baby tiger? It was a baby tiger. My oh, ex worked count. at a okay. My ex worked at a vet and they had a wildlife sanctuary that's a couple towns over and they had a baby tiger that was sick and so they brought it in there so I was playing with it and that is it was doing the cute adorable. little kitten thing. It was adorable. I was I never understand when people say I have an irrational fear of sharks and I'm like, "Well, Okay, if you get into a swimming pool and you're terrified that a shark's going to get you, yes, that's an irrational fear. But if you're just in the ocean and you're afraid a shark's going to get you, I don't know if that's super irrational. (laughs) I call that, if you're in the ocean where sharks are and they can get you, that is no longer an irrational fear. That is a healthy fear. It is a very rational fear to have if you are in a place where there are sharks. You have now become fair game. Yeah, you have the most dangerous game. You are technically an invasive species. That's why I only kill spiders when they're in my house because they're fucking my shit up. But if I'm outside, I gotta let them go, dude. I'm not gonna go into your home and murder you. That's you know. I don't. I don't kill spiders. I kind. I usually let them go. 
My kids aren't uh, afraid of them. Like my kids are afraid of roaches or flies and stuff, but spiders are like, oh, look at the spider. Let's get him outside. Also, when I was in Zion, saw a handful of tarantulas. Those are cool. Ew. That didn't, it did not bother me as much as like littler spiders did. And they also were not doing so hot oh. because they were moving really slow. Yeah. Like everybody was yeah. just like circling around him and looking at him like, oh, look at this big hairy spider. And it's like, I'd like a glass of water, please. Yeah, right. It's like, <laughs> just like, just like <laughs> sitting up the cost some change. <laughs> They're conserving their energy so that when you fall asleep, they can quickly climb on your face and lay their, lay yeah. their eggs in your nose. Oh, uh, you fool. It's far too windy for them to do anything in the desert. <laughs> I woke up with sand in my face and other crevices way too many times for, the, for, for me to worry about a fucking spider. I had to worry about the tent flying away more than I had Gross. to worry about spiders. I mean, it was neat. It was something. I mean, also, I, I, I have like a fear of some spiders, and I'm pretty sure it's just because of our upbringing deep in the South. Uh, because like banana spiders... Uh, or or a golden orb weavers as they're actually supposed to be called. So cool! They're horrifying. They're big. They're beautiful. I remember just like I had a friend that lived in the middle of some tiny ass town in the middle of butt buck nowhere, Louisiana, called Slaughter, which was really interesting. He lived on some house in the middle of the woods, and we just went walking through like one of the trails one day, and there was like up to fifteen feet above us a enormous. Or weaver spider with a huge web there. And I thought to myself, like, I want to kill it, but I also don't want to try. You know? I remember going, walking out in the woods with a friend of mine uh, in that area. And it was one of those years where I guess there was near the trail, there had been a brood of spiders the year before. And they dispersed, but not over a huge area. So while we were walking, we probably saw 30 or 40 full grown golden orb weaver spiders. So cool. I love those things. We get spiky orb weavers and the kids watch them build their nests outside of our windows or beautiful colors are really, really cool. No, thank you. I don't, I don't nope, really have I very don't like many interesting nope. stories related to animals, though. I, the only one I have is I, I used to work for a company that did service to uh, Houston Zoo. And uh, they've got a relatively new gorilla exhibit. I was with a company that did like all the networking, the AV and stuff for that area. And they had installed this new system, but they were installing this new system. I helped design it for recalling the gorillas in. So they had, I guess, associated the sound of certain bells uh, for this one. I think it was the West, Westminster Abbey chimes Jesus. with food and returning to their you know enclosure. So the whole thing was if like there was an issue with their enclosure, because it's not like it's um, fences and 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 and, you know, cages and stuff. It was a, a pit, kind of, that looked like a habitat, like a, a dried riverbed and stuff. And they were in there with, like, river hogs and stuff. But they have these little, I don't know what they're called, but they're electrified. They almost look like blades of grass. Maybe like a, a cockleburr and spread out and stuff. And they're electrified. So if something hit touches it, they get zapped, right? So it deters them from trying to escape because they hit it and, you know, it gives them a shot. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Please, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but that's the way it was described to me. We're gonna, all of our Zookeeper anyway. listeners are going to tear you apart this week. <laughs> you, said it, you said Cockleburr and then lost me. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> Rainer was trying to search up Cockleburr. He couldn't, couldn't get anything. Yeah, no, and Cockleburr, like, you were like, this is a weird STD, Trevor. Are I don't you, know what you're yeah, talking right? about. You this fucking talking about <laughs> <on the air. laughs> a sex toy? What the hell is this? We had set up this thing that whenever 
they press this button. It was like one of those big red emergency stop buttons like you'd see in the movies or at the gas station or something to stop the pumps. And you'd smash it, and the entire area would play the Westminster Abbey chimes on full blast. And it was for, like, if a kid fell into the enclosure so they didn't have to harambe some gorilla, or they lost power to that thing and they had to get all the gorillas inside. Well, we were doing the final install for it and, and doing a couple tests, some tests and whatnot. And the gorillas were actually in the keeper area. But to get to this, this spot where this thing was installed, I had to go through the Gorilla Keeper area. And at the time, I don't know if it's the same now, but all of the zookeepers that worked in the Gorilla area were women because apparently the male gorillas have problems with other men that go in there. And me and my technician go into this area and they're like, hey, don't get too close to the Gorilla Cage. You're the, they have like a catwalk that would connect the outside to the internal areas and the areas that they could be private away from everybody so they could sleep and not be looked at and stuff. But it was a bunch of gigantic steel catwalks. I mean, these things have to support 400-pound gorillas, right, that are running all over up there. So we're in there, and I see a couple of the females. And, you know, I love that section of the zoo. It's one of my favorite parts is, is the gorilla exhibit. And it was kind of cool to be back there with all of them. And we're doing all this work. Uh, and uh, getting everything installed and tested. We're finally finished with everything. He got my tech up a wire pulled out there. I programmed the, the uh, interface, and, and we're good to go. We test it, and uh, it works. It calls in the last couple of gorillas that are outside, including the big male, silverback, uh, western lowland gorilla, who comes in, stops. You can see him realize that there's something wrong in here. He freaking smells us. And he, he like peeks around the corner so he can get a good view of us. And he runs full speed down that catwalk to where we are. And we're probably five feet away from the wall of the catwalk. And he runs full speed, pounding his chest, <laughs> running, thumping, beats on the, the door trying to, to freak us out. And, you know, it worked. I, I nearly shat my pants <laughs> because imagine this, you know, you hope that this thing's going to to be there because he'd be able to break you like a twig. So that goes well. And he, he is not goes well. That happens. And, uh, the keepers have a little <laughs> it goes laugh well at for our the expense. gorilla <laughs> goes well for the gorilla. <laughs> keepers have a laugh at our expense or laughing at us. You know, they're like, ah, that it's, we figured it would happen because there's never men back here. They're never nobody, not even like the janitorial staff that comes back in there. They don't, they don't have the men come in there. We we're probably the first men that had been in there with the gorillas since they had opened it. And they're like, just, you know, he's probably going to stay there and try to mean mug you the rest of the time you're here. Just make sure that you stay away from the enclosure, you know, because he could probably get his fingers through and grab some. So I'm like, yeah, you don't have to tell me twice. So we get everything done. We're tested. We're finished. Uh, the gorilla has not moved this whole time. And we're going to leave. And I'm wearing this. We're both wearing these big old backpacks because we have all our equipment and stuff in it, our gear. And I didn't have a, a shoulder bag at the time. It was just this big ass backpack. And we go by and my backpack got just close enough to the enclosure that the gorilla was able to grab my backpack and I could oh. not get away quick oh, enough. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, it was oh, one no. of the most frightening experiences of my entire life that Jeez. all of a sudden I'm walking and then I can't move anymore. I cannot make any forward progress. <laughs> and it took me a second to realize what was happening. And then it starts making a noise, you know, like it's, you know, the, the same sort of like hoot and hollering type thing he was doing before. <laughs> I was going to say, it makes a gorilla giggle. And he sees what it is, <laughs> goes white as a sheet and bolts. Um, 
and the other keepers are like, just just slip the bag off. You'll be all right. He'll, he'll, he'll drop the bag. He wants you. He doesn't care about the bag. He wants to get a hold of you. So drop the bag. He drops the bag immediately. The keeper goes and grabs a bag. The gorilla doesn't even give him a second thought. And I gingerly make it out the door of the thing. It does its little chest pound thing as we're freaking leaving. Like, because it won. It was freaking insane, man. Did it like, I swear, every time I see back? that. Like, well, it couldn't, like there wasn't enough to pull it. Like it was, it okay. was like the, um, okay. one of the straps, one of the tightening straps on the bag Okay, it had grabbed one of those and it couldn't get me any closer. Right. The, the, the bag was too big. I wouldn't have been able to get any closer unless it, I turned into it, which I'm not going to do that. I was trying to get away, but I swear every time I go, that gorilla recognizes me and he just stares <laughs> me down every time I go to the zoo. Now it's pretty nuts. <laughs> Hey, you little bitch are one of the only <laughs> animals in Pathfinder that have an intimidation score. <laughs> huh. Well, he worked. He won. He won. He probably he had, had, like had a really 30. high intimidation. That guy yeah, did. Right? absolutely he, did. He, he, uh, plus four circumstance bonus. That's what yeah. happened. Yeah. If that gate weren't there, he would have uh, picked you up, put you on his back, and uh, jumped off the stage. You both would have lost a life. Donkey Kong cargo That's carry. Exactly <laughs> what happened. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I imagine your characters are feeling roughly the same way right now after having stepped into this, what appears to be like some sort of records room and awakened this wooden simulacrum of Belcora herself. Don't like it. I would expect not. It likes you, though. I think we're about Must to like it real a whole close. Lot less. Yeah, right. <laughs> Raymond, tell us again how you don't go into things' houses and kill them. <laughs> well, Raymond doesn't do that. Billiam oh, is a completely it's different bread entity. And butter. Okay, Raymond yeah, don't doesn't slam do the that. door. Slam. <laughs> what the fuck did you just do? Hey there, podcast listeners. It's your GM, Trevor here. It's been a bit since I did one of these, but I figured with 2023 coming to a close, it's probably time. Whether you've been here since day one, you binged our whole collection in a week, or if this is your first time you've downloaded an episode, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now, it's been a while since I've asked y'all for anything, but it being Christmas and all, we do have one thing you could do for us that would mean the world. Take two minutes and jump into your podcast app of choice and leave us a review. Stars are fine. Words are amazing. That is the number one way for us to reach more people. If only 5% of you dropped a review on iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever, we would reach so many more people. If you haven't done so yet, drop on by the Discord, wolferintent.com slash Discord. Now, let's get back to the show. Last week, you guys uh, had a little fight with something that you're still not quite sure what it was because you all whiffed your knowledge checks on this thing. Though I think meta-wise, a couple of you know what it was. Some dirty book reader. <laughs> Nerd! <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a sentence. <laughs> you, it's reading dirty books. That's exactly what it's doing. <laughs> it was reading the copy of Playfay. Instead of Playboy, play play instead of Playboy and oh, play fake. Hinted oh. what the thing oh, was by telling oh, you it was a fey. 
you 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 explained the joke that made it funny. Thank you. I, yeah. <laughs> okay, I, yeah, I, I get it. I hate you. God damn it. Goes <laughs> over. That's that very good, Trevor. <laughs> uh, you interrupted it reading some pretty gnarly book about torture and and awful things that it was snickering at. So you imagine he's probably not a great guy. Billion makes a strike at it, trips him. Thing stands up and immediately disappears. Reappears across the room, shoots a fleck of light at Yosef, which barely freaking tickles him. <laughs> and then uh, Solus proceeds to grab and try to throttle it to death. Uh, it's able to escape, but not Are you rewriting blinding. history right now? <laughs> no, I'm not rewriting any history. I don't remember Solus trying to strangle it. No, he yeah. picked it up. He grabbed, he grabbed the thing. Yeah, yeah, he grabbed it. Like I imagine, I fall on like Darth Vader, that guy, like in a in a New Hope. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. We're a consulate vessel. We're peaceful. The thing blinds Yosef. He doesn't know what the duration is. He fears it may be permanent, and then disappears. Hopefully, never to be seen again. But who knows? Yosef's vision eventually returns. Uh, they find some books in the room, an interesting book that tells you how to create poltergeists using a create undead ritual, and some nifty little spells. Unfortunately, none of you are spellcasters. Uh, when Yosef is sitting there waiting for his vision to come back, or at least to try to figure out what he's going to do, his little rat Tukus finds purchase on a key, which he regains his vision to see it has a disfigured image of Aridan on it. Pocket that sucker. Uh, nothing else really shows up except for a bathroom that seems to be enchanted to be clean all the time. As you leave, Asmordrin picks up both of the ever-burning torches that are in the ceiling uh, chandeliers, and you continue on your merry way northward from the library, make a right turn and into a locked door. The key that you previously found pops open the door. You step inside... And some statue made of carved wood comes to life and berates you for being there. And we're going to start this episode with combat. Let's get an initiative roll from everybody, buddy. Damn it. Maybe I will. Maybe I will yeah, roll that was my initiative. Good. All right, Solus. Give me that number, buddy. 18 for a 26. Yosef, what'd you get? I got a 2 for a 12. Excellent for me. Hooray. All right, Billiam, what'd you get, buddy? I got a 16 for a 23. Excellent. I like it. I like it. And finally, as Mordrin, the man, the myth, the legend. Otis Mordrin's got to grab his dice because he <laughs> apparently did not realize he was playing Pathfinder tonight. <laughs> what the fuck is Mordrin? Come on, we're <laughs> professionals. We're tryhards. <laughs> 14 on the die for a 20. <laughs> he got me, Mike. It's not nearly sweaty enough for what we're trying to do here, damn it. Yeah, wait, come on. I turned off my AC. I'm getting so fucking sweaty tonight. Hot. Literally. All righty. Gentlemen, this thing got the drop on you with initiative, which is probably not great for any of you. And you see it, and it kind of straightens up. You are forbidden from Lady Belcora's sanctum. And these spear-like growths extend from this thing's body and fling at all four of you simultaneously. Oh, no. Oh, that's not cool. I don't like that. Yeah. So, 
they rapidly break off and fling at every one of you. And you're all going to get attacked by this ranged creature attack. This one's first at Solus. That's a 37 to hit, buddy. It's a natural 19. Oh my Jesus. God. I just, I got owned. Uh, yeah, you hit me. You <laughs> super hit me. That's, that's a crit. A, that's a crit, yeah. All right, that's going to be 30 points of damage. Oh my God. <gasps> Jeez. Uh, uh, We're I, not allowed here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I left something on in my room. I, I need to go back to town. I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> Billiam, this one's for you, buddy. Oh, God. Is this, this is an ranged attack, right? This is a ranged attack. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Doesn't matter. He's going to hit me. <laughs> right, that's a 27 to hit. That is a hit. Not a crit, but it is a hit. Well, you know what? That's good. That's going to be 15 points of damage there, buddy. <laughs> okay, I'm okay. <laughs> I too would also like one of those non-crit hits. Okay, well, let's see if you, th- this one's coming to you. So you tell me, does a 23 hit? It does. All right. I'm, I, that first one was the only really good roll I did. And that's going to be 14 points of damage on you as this long spear pierces your chest. I'm just glad it was me and not you guys. And the final one, Yosef. Is this thing between us in the way of it hitting me, question mark, because I'm small? Do I get at least some kind of partial cover? I'll give you a plus one. I will give you a plus one. (laughs) Because you asked so nicely. (laughs) And that's going to be a 30 to hit. Oh, yeah. All right, here comes the damage. But you hit me. 13 points of damage. Okay, I would like to use Retributive Strike on myself. uh, Yep. No, no, I'm going to take a step towards Yosef. Uh, decrease the damage by six and uh, partially deflect the blow. So, you know, you're welcome. Thank you. Hmm. It didn't like that, so it's going to fling one more volley. It has a reaction at that no. range? No, it doesn't have a reaction. It just has one more action. It has a nut. Wow. It hit all four of us for two actions? 25 to hit, even at my minus 10. Solus? Oh, uh, yeah, that's a hit. All right, and here's your last instance of damage. <laughs> That's going to be 15 points of damage. Ouch. Damn. And that is the end of its opening volley, literally and figuratively. Well, guys, um, ow, we should, like, go. We have a decision to make right now. Do yeah. we run or do we fight? I, you just took 45 points of damage in one round, my yeah. dude. And you guys are fine. Like, Billiam's still fine. Billiam is still fine, and and it's made of wood. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Um, I'm not right. saying I'm. I'm not saying yes. we should stay. I'm just well, saying my party has decided. It sounds like <laughs> no. Two of us have said maybe we should fight. There's still two other voices. You got a lay on hands react, uh, action though, don't you? So I do. Could... Yes, that, like that, that's what I'm saying. Like I. <laughs> all right. All I'm right, not out can... of it. We can hang and bang then. Right. I know none of you are wounded. I mean, that first round was rough, but you got you got four characters worth of actions to do now, right? So yeah, hooray. You know, you can be okay. might might I suggest that Micah, you delay. Let's let Raymond charge it, hit, and based on yeah. what he rolls, let's see if that's a hit or not. And then that will give him an action that he could still run, and the rest of us could also get out of there and leave you in a position to help protect him to cover the flanks. So let's see if we can get a little more information before we decide if we want to call it or not. Sure, that's a good idea. Good idea. All right. So what's the plan? Okay, I'm going to uh, delay until the end of uh, Raymond's turn. All right. Well, you've got it, guys. 
It's time for you to get angry, Raymond. Billion. Yeah, right? Actually, well, he doesn't rage, have, No, I can't. Yeah, if I, if yeah, I rage, he doesn't then, have time to get angry. <laughs> yeah, if I rage, then I uh, I will be done right in front of it, and if I won't be able to run. Well, no, you could, because you could take one action to rage, one action to step, and one action... Oh, you don't have your weapon Then I can't. Out. Yes, I do. Oh, okay. I then you can rage, I have a launder out, step, step and, and strike. Hit, but I can't move. If, if we decide... If I do, like, nothing to it, then we decide that it's time to run... Yeah, this is all based on he has an action left. Like, say he rolls a 12 and misses, then we can be like, all right, do we want to stick around and do this? Let's say I roll a 25 and miss, then we should leave. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm going to take a step. I don't know. I think you can afford to tank a couple of hits from this thing because of how much HP you have, though. True. I have. That's true. I have 57 HP left. That rage will give you a better chance to do some good damage. Also, lower your AC. Let's let's I think I like the original plan is I'm going to move. I'm going to take a five foot step towards it. And I'm going charging. (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking a full sprint five feet towards it. Um, And I'm going to hit it. Try to hit it with Halandra and see. See. uh, See what happens. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's a 13 for a 24. That's a mess. Okay. Le- oh, I think wow. we should. I I think I look at my compatriots and I said, guys, I tried p- pretty decently, and I didn't hit it. Yeah, no, we should I'm in run. Fa- yeah, I'm in favor of. That's a high miss chance, and it's almost going to hit us every single time. If yeah, not, exa- absolutely. Critting, okay. Yeah, yep. critting half yep. the time. I this yeah. is a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So my original plan. So, but what I do want to do is, yeah. So I want to move. Five, Am I, could I could I squeeze between this table and Yosef, right here, and sort of yeah, like belly, right up, belly up against this? Absolutely. And I, I want to stand here and just go, everybody run, and I want to sort of block you know, the door so that if anybody's running and they haven't shut the door, then they, it'll get, have, to, have to hit me first. I'm on a human shield. I'm a I'm meat mountain. I'm meat mountaining right now. <laughs> so no, you're doing. gonna earn a you're gonna earn a hero point for that oh, too. Thanks. Very heroic. Hell yeah. Well, I earned three for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I clicked it and I earned three. Okay, now I have one. Thank you. I actually had, I already had some before this, so I don't know how many I have. All right, so Solus. Okay. You delayed and you're up. Yes. Yep. Action number one, I'm going to use lay on hands on myself. I touch myself. I'm going to uh, reach out and touch myself. <laughs> and uh, action number two, I'm going to draw my shield. Action number three, I'm going to run five, ten... 15 feet uh, just past Yosef down the hall. All right, so just inside the door to this room. Yep. I'm guessing you're hoping to provide a bulwark against this thing if it makes its way through exactly. Billiam. Exactly. All right, Asmordrin. All right. Brave little muckwort is going to make me a alchemical mixture, a tangle foot bag. And I am going to grab that tangle foot bag and huck it at this thing and a Hail Mary play, and ooh, nope, that's a 7 on the die for a 17, so that does... That's a negative Ghost Rider. Not (laughs) a thing, and 1, 2... Good shot there, though. 5, and... I was going to say, if I could hit it, that would reduce its movement by 15 feet, so I figured it was worth a shot. Um... Alright, I am done. Alright, so, you... Attempted the tangle foot bag strike, and then wh- where'd you end up? 
used two moves, went back down the hallway into this key-shaped room and just wait, right. stopped right by the... Uh, is that a little curtain that we walk through? I'm not quite uh, sure what that is. It's just like a map. threshold. Okay. So you ran back down into the library. Yosef, what you doing there, bud? I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm going to take a five. Yeah, I'm just going to run down here next to us, Borger, and I'm right there. Excellent. This is going to be fun, guys. <laughs> First action, this thing's going to step towards uh, Billiam. What do you think's going on in there, Yosef? <laughs> its second action is going to be to attempt to grapple Billiam. Oh, no. So here comes, against your fort DC, it's probably going to be a miss. Uh, does a 27 grab you? Oh, yes, it does. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you are now grabbed. Let me grab you. <laughs> so you are in this thing's clutches. I like how Trevor seems surprised Billiam doesn't have a plus 17. A plus 17. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, my 4 yeah, DC. Man, Billiam just so big yeah, and beefy. Yeah, God, Jesus. <laughs> what is your 4 DC? Plus 11. Oh, so that's. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, and for its final action, it's going to punch you while that holds you. Do it. This is at a minus five to the roll, the 24 to hit. Yes, that's it. That's that's going to be 17 points of damage on Billiam. Damn. That's fine. Okay, I'm going to use Retributive Strike and yeah. uh, take a step towards Billiam, reduce the damage by six, and attempt an unarmed strike on the thing. And it yells, hit me! Stop trying to hit me and hit me! Rolling again. And Falcon Punch! Uh, 12 for a 22. That's a mess, buddy. Okay, darn it. But it's Billiam's turn now. Yeah. You did tank some damage from him, so that's nice. Yeah, I did. Obviously, I want to break, try to break free from this thing. All right. So that's going to be uh, an athletics against my athletics DC. All right. Well, my athletics is wonderful. And let's see. That is a 19 for a 31. You break free. Plus 12 athletics, baby. 19. Mm. You're able to fight your way out of this thing's literal vice-like grip and and, and just extricate yourself from these reedy growths coming out of it, holding you in place. All right. You have two more actions. Yes, I do. I'm going to run by Solus and go, shut your door on the way out. (laughs) And... uh, Yeah. And actually, what I want to do is I want to just move here. Where is here? Uh, sorry, I moved. I moved west, and then there's a there's a, a hallway to the south. Um, and I want to move to the hallway to the south so that Solus can get out. And if he does shut the door and runs, I can. And I, if I need to, some sort of like barricade the door, I'll be right here. Cool. Um, so you came out the door, then went just south of it, and you correct. are again uh, standing in the choke point to prevent this thing from coming down the hallway if it was to make its way out of the room. Correct. Beautiful. I love it. And that'll end my turn. All right, Solus. What we got, bud? Uh, Solus is at the moment incredibly conscious that he is alone in the room with this thing. He uh, he looks it up and down and uh, turns and flees. So, uh, action number one, going to move five, oops, five, ten feet out the door. Going to close the door. Try to barricade it if you can. And I'm going to run south now. 
past Billiam. Five, ten, just behind him. All righty. And does that conclude your turn? Yep, that's it. Excellent. Asmordrin, down there in the library, what's your plan? Hmm. This cart here next to me, full yes. of books. Yes. I am going to grab more books off the shelf, I think, and then light it on fire. Cool. I like it. And then yell, Yosef, Yosef, help me shove this thing down the hallway. Uh, what? Are you? Is there any ventilation in here for that? Is this really the best idea? <laughs> you can fight the statue if you want. I just think that that might be maybe due to the importance of the golem being there and all of those other records and documents. Maybe where some of the things we're looking for are. I prefer to not light it on fire. I'm not saying burn the room down. I just don't want it coming down the hallway after us. I don't know if it will yet. Wait a moment. You're William's getting helpful. ready to put himself up against the door. <laughs> I'll help you if you need it. You keep playing campfire over there, okay? <laughs> I guess I end my turn. <laughs> All right. It, it kind of stinks when your party doesn't go along with your plans, doesn't it? I don't if I was as Mordrin, I'd be sad. Yosef, you're got, up. I got Muckwort. He'll help me. Uh, I am going to run the full complement of one of my movements. Is this door shut? Did you shut it on the way out? Yes, the door yes. is shut. I'm going to take the key and lock the door. All right. And I believe that is all three of my actions, to retrieve the key and then lock the door. I would say so. Wow, this is, is, the end think, of my is turn? This, this is only the second time you've run from a fight, guys. Yeah. Right? I mean, the other time was a literal dragon, or drake. Right? Dragon lit. Yosef, uh, as you're standing there, as soon as you get the key in the door and turn it, you feel this thing. It, it sounds like a club, a wooden club, hitting the door. <gasps> and it shakes just as you turn the key and you're pulling the key out. The vibration of the door, like, flings the key about ten feet down the hallway behind you. Shit! And it pounds the door a couple more times. It could break the door, couldn't it? Hmm. I wonder if it could. Like, if it's as strong as we've been led to believe, I'm not trying to get us killed, but that would be really fucking cool if it did. Just saying. <laughs> you would like that, wouldn't you? And after those couple beats on it, you hear footsteps sound like they're getting farther away from the door. And you're now out of combat. Whew. I'm going to go retrieve that key real quick. Uh, I I think now it is a good time to go back to Otari. Or to Hattie. Yeah, I, I think agree. we need to go home. We've been away for far too long. Relda probably thinks I'm dead. And who knows what else has happened since we've been away. They're going to ask about Tovin. Do we, I think are, it's time. Do we tell them the truth? Let's, let's leave this place before we discuss that. And then we leave. Mm-hmm. Trevor could probably just pull us out if we are all closer together. Yeah, we'll um, we'll hand wave you leaving since you cleared the upper floor. Yeah. You guys can get out, and I'm just going to leave you on this thing since we're going to do RP stuff. I'll, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take my cart to the the firefighting room and dump sand all over it. <laughs> oh shucks! <laughs> I wanted to burn something today, guys. I know. Next time, Esmeraldrin. Man, I was really looking forward to killing somebody. 
Got real close oh, with Solus. Here I go killing again. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a lot of damage. How much HP do you have right now, Solus? Uh, I'm back up to 19 because I healed myself. But oh, uh, so you had seven? Yeah, I did <laughs> at the yeah. end of the first round, oh, and you were Jesus. like, "Yeah, that's fine. We could, I can lay on hands." As Mordrin hands you hands you his last elixir of life. I'm not going to need it right now since we're going back to town. I'm not going to need it either. <laughs> you better be happy that you did not hit that thing. Is all I'm going to say, Solus. <laughs> the, the face I, that Mike is making terrifying. Right there. <laughs> okay, uh, you said that's an elixir of life. Yeah, I'll just heal one okay. to six. All right, I, I'm gonna add it to my inventory right now. Uh, it's gonna be gone so after it'll today. It'll be in. It'll be inert by the end of the day. So. Oh, okay. All right, then one d six. Chug, 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 chug. Two HP. There you go. Better than a sharp than stick nothing. in the eye. Better than a kick in the nuts. I can try to treat roots right now, too, before we head out. So I can do it again later. Sure. You got 10 sure. minutes to spare? Might as well. It's probably still, like, early afternoon. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, I would say that's probably early. Yeah, early to mid-afternoon. Probably maybe, maybe as late as about 4, 4, 4.30. I got an 18 in total. So, 2D at a healing coming your way, my guy. All right, that is a six on the first one. Not bad. And a five on the second, 11. All right. Better than nothing. I'm going to stitch you up better, Yosef. You're, you're almost as good as uh, Toven by this point. Oh, I wouldn't say that. I don't get a plus five every time I roll above 20. <laughs> <laughs> I guess while I he's do, doing that, I will try a medicine check on myself since we have the 10 minutes. And nope, that is a five for a total of 11. <laughs> well, at least you didn't cut yourself. Bill's like, I'm just gonna be hurt. The pain helps me be feel fine, Mister High Constitution. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll be fine, Mister. You have a plus three. Sorry, you guys are gonna head back to Otari. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's. All right. Let's bat signal you guys back. Unless y'all want to have a little chit chat on your way home through the swamp. It might be important to get our story yeah. straight on what we're yep. gonna tell yep. everybody about Toven. And also, this room that I'm currently in before we head out, did you guys ever search yes, that? Yes, they did. After defeating okay. the soulless in here. Got it. We make sure to retrieve the Drake head. We want to bring that back. Yes, we looked all through all this stuff after we killed your monsters. <laughs> and and Kashak still has your your item that you that we had here. Okay, so you guys make your way upstairs out the gauntlet and start heading southward down the gaunt trail through the fog fen it's actually it's been quite some time since you've come this way hasn't it not since after the grave night uh it's been a couple days it's probably been two three days honestly and all the things that have happened in that amount of time literally what i think between now and then, 13 episodes since then. Something like that. It's been a hot mm-hmm. minute. Yeah, it's been 12. You guys make your way back. Um, it's pretty uneventful. It's still daylight. I mean, it's getting to be twilight time. But the the freaks ain't come out yet. What you guys talking about? We really ought to get our story straight and agree to what we're going to tell people. Okay, so in my opinion, it would probably be best to not tell people you killed him. Yeah, I agree. It probably looks bad. I know that he wanted it, and he requested it so, but uh, 
you're not going to be able to convince everybody of that. It might be best to tell everybody that he just decided to run away. Yeah, what if we say we never found him? Yeah, what if we say he just, like, skipped town, left behind a note, like, my bad, and just left? What if we tell people he left and we've been gone for the last two days searching the woods for him, and that's why we've been gone? In it's my estimation, story. the truth is usually the, the best, or at least a version of the truth. People are going to ask where you've been. We've, we've been in the gauntlet. Where's Toven? Toven didn't make it. He's not coming back. We buried him at Hattie's shack. Uh, you don't need to get into details, and quite frankly, I seriously doubt people are going to pry into the death of your friend. True. We could just say he died fighting in the gauntlet. The we only say the lie I would be... The only lie I'd be comfortable in telling is simply, as as Mordred said, just to say he didn't come back. Tis not a lie. <laughs> True. It is an omission of the fact, though. An omission of the truth is still a lie. Do you always tell everyone every single thing that happened while you were out here? No. Eh, no. I'm just saying, hey, I have no problem with lying. I'm just stating that, in my opinion, the omission of truth is still a lie. Just saying. True. Also... Uh, I lie totally all the time. Know. I have no qualms about it. But this guy over here points at Solas has some sky girlfriend to keep happy. So. <laughs> uh, Hot. Yvette will totally know, but she won't tell anybody. I swear. <laughs> but what are you we to, to do with Toven's <laughs> reputation? I, I cannot handle the thought of everyone in town thinking that he's a murderer. Uh, what if we could to somehow be fair, get? If it was Carmen Rajani that he hit with that beam, he would be. Did we agree that we were going to tell the town about the faceless stalker? The mayor no. did not want us to. Yosef said he didn't give a shit and was going to do it anyways. <laughs> that, I, I, I would I agree with I just, that. I, I don't agree know. With that. It just makes it easier for them to assimilate into society if nobody knows about it. But at the same time, who's to say that this pound, this pound, this town isn't going to sink into pandemonium the minute they know that such a threat exists? They've gone into a riot once before over smaller things. If they know that there is some invisible and or unidentifiable force moving through the town itself, I, I don't know what will happen. I'm, I'm not a, a town politician or, or have any expertise in that kind of thing, but I don't think it would be good. You're welcome to change my mind. You're no? right. For the, for the good of the town, we're, we're going to have to keep that a secret for now. I think it's important we tell a handful of people at the top, but there's also no way of knowing that they're not also faceless stalkers. That is true. So, I don't know what to do about this situation. It, there's there's no way to say that uh, that uh, 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 Osef isn't a faceless stalker. There's no way to say that Carmen isn't a faceless stalker. Maybe that's why he's been instigating so much trouble all of a sudden after the last couple of days, because he's not himself. We don't know. It's even making us paranoid. Or me. I'm paranoid. Who are you? What if when we get back to town, that I could just go in? I, quite frankly, I wasn't with any of you when all of this transpired. I simply left to help you find Toven, and that was two days ago. So when we get back to town, I could probably go in and at least get a feel for it and come back. That I is mean, a that is a good idea. I, I I would agree. 
Yes, sure. we can we can remain um, at the edge of the woods at the outskirts of town, perhaps to the north, and um, wait for you to come back sometime this evening. It is agreed. So you guys make your way southward and get to the edge of the swamp. The days are pretty long still, so the the sun has not yet begun to dip below the horizon as Mordrin continues his trek southward to the town. And you make your way south and through the gates. What's your plan as you make your way into town? Um... Oh god, Let's I should have came with you now that I think about it. Hmm. I'm gonna head to the Dawnflower. Alright. It's about a five to seven minute walk down to the Dawnflower from the northern edge of town. Make your way in, and nothing seems to be awry. Uh, looks like there is a small cadre of Gozrins uh, having a small prayer service, laying down uh, carved effigies of Gozra as a consuming storm. And I will either look for someone, an acolyte or someone, or if I see Vandy. Vandy, Vandy is milling about. Uh, you can see, if you, you look upwards, you can see Vandy milling about in the, in the stacks. You can just barely see her uh, past the edge of the balcony. She is pulling some books off of the table and then walking in to the shelves, and then she comes back and pulls a couple books. She's restocking things. Uh, Vandy, Vandy, and I'll wave her down. She is very much engrossed in her work, and she pays you no mind from the balcony 25 feet above. Scream with your tummy. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just, I'll look for something metal to bang my staff on. (laughs) Perfect. Exactly what we want to do in a church. And a library. Two in one. And a library. So I imagine it's like in uh, Indiana Jones and the uh, Last Crusade. When they're in the library and the, he's smashing the floor to get into the crypt. Bang! <laughs> Every time she stamps a book. Bang! And everybody like kind of looks up and looks over at you. And What the fuck, dude? Can't you see I'm trying to pray? And Vandy stops what she's doing. She looks down and sees you there just smashing your staff <laughs> uh, in the most ludicrous fashion. What's the meaning of that? Asmorgen was it? What? Why are you making such a racket? I have a problem with this. I need to speak to you. You, you seemed overly engrossed in your activity. No, you could always come up and tap me on the shoulder. And you can hear her sputtering as she walks away from the balcony towards where the stairs are. She makes her way down. She's kind of lifting her robes up so she doesn't stumble over them as she comes down the stairs. Oh, what's, what's going What is it you need? It was so important that you couldn't come up and speak to me. May we speak in private? Absolutely. And she takes you into the healing room uh, where the, the faceless stalker was previously uh, at the slab at the table that they were tending to him on uh, is clean now. There's nothing there. And she, she steps into the room and leans back on the edge of that work table. So out with it. What? What does you need? <laughs> As Mordrin stands there with a big shoulder wound, the amount of damage that would have killed a normal human, blood running down the side of him. <laughs> I forgot that you did not heal yourself at all. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me of that. 
and she has been obviously very engrossed and frustrated at you. And she, she, as she walks in, she turns maybe the lights a little brighter in here from a couple ever burning torches, and she sees you. You seem to be quite hurt. Uh, yes, after uh, the incident with the faceless stalker, we we caught up with Tovin and we we went to the gauntlet. We thought perhaps it might just be best to lay low for a little bit. And, well, things did not go according to plan. And, well, quite frankly, uh, Tovin is no longer with us. As you're explaining all this, she's come over and she's trying to tend to your wound while you're speaking. And she reaches out and touches you and positive energy suffuses your body and heals you for 10 hit points. Your wound knits up, and you still got stained clothes and and whatnot. But but your wound is closed, and well, I heard you kind of helped run off a death knight, and all you can do is ten. My goodness, <laughs> <laughs> rolled almost minimum. It really sucks. <laughs> That's her last casting so for the day. I'm so sorry. Oh wow. Anyways, the, the others were wanting to make sure that it was safe in town for them to return. They didn't know what people had been saying, perhaps if Carmen had instigated something. So I was I volunteered to come see if there was... To- Tovin has, has fallen? He just what? nods. What happened? Was it one of those things in the gauntlet? Everyone's pretty shaken up about it. I, I don't think they particularly want to talk about it, but it was unfortunately a, a, a run-in with some steel. There's a great many dangerous things down there. We all barely retreated with our lives as we came across some effigy of Belcora, I think it is. It nearly filled all of us. We, we had to flee. Yet another first of blood. What was this one made of? Uh, would it look like? What is your... What's your deception, DC? 17. Oh, boy. She kind of gives you a sideways look. Running with some steel, you say. That That is unfortunate. So I was told I was not there. Oh, who, who was? You'll have to speak with the others when they come into town. Oh, okay, um... Please, when, when they arrive, everything is, nothing has happened, it's nothing, nothing is amiss. The mayor had an interesting visitor, I believe they still may be engaged with one another at the manor, but other than that, no other, nothing else in town has happened. That's safe to come, and they will not be walking into a hornet's nest as far as I'm concerned. Though I, I would like to speak with Solus. I'll let him know. Thank you. Um... If you talk to one of the other acolytes, they'll uh, be able to maybe maybe take a look at that wound. I've, I've had a very strenuous day. I apologize. I wasn't quite up to the task. To, oh, to no, it's quite all right. Day. I'm sure that what's left will be healed by morning. I have no doubt. Well, be, be safe. Thank you. <laughs> difficult in these trying times. More difficult than it ever has been, as far as I can tell. I've studied the histories of this town, and it's been a wonderful place to live for all of 500 years. I don't know why this would be happening now. I just don't know. You know, you know the way out. I need to catalog the rest of these books before my, my evening ends. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I will head out of town and go retrieve everyone. Go scoop up your beds. Carpool in, get you an Uber XL so you can all sit together. 
Yay! All right. So you make your way back up to the north of town. Nothing out of the ordinary happens, but it's probably just as well that you have come now because the fog is beginning to roll in from the fog fen. It's a light haze at their heels as they step out of the forest to greet you north of the north of the, the ring of stones. Oh, my goodness. This is, this is a lot of walking here in this town. They should really build everything closer together. But they, uh, I went and spoke to Vandy, and she said that there's there's nothing to miss, although she would like to speak with Solace. I, I don't think she's buying the whole story, but your problem, what, not mine. What did you tell her? What, what we had discussed, that we... After the incident with the Faceless Stalker, we went to the Gauntlet. After meeting up, we met up with you guys, went to the Gauntlet, and unfortunately, Tovin is no longer with us, and we had to retreat from there with our very lives. All right. I did say he had a run-in with some steel as to the uh, exact cause of his, his untimely demise, but nothing else. Uh, so we have to craft a story where something killed him with a blade. Wonderful. <laughs> or I guess you could just tell Vaddy that you killed him. She's probably not going to be the type to tell everybody. Nor do I feel like she would judge you very harshly if she knew the full story. You may be right. She may be the one person we can tell. Maybe she might be able to help us craft a better story to tell everybody else. I'm honestly a little concerned that uh, Carmen did not push this, so... Either Yosef strictly or specifically went to him and said something to him, or there's definitely something bigger brewing. What do you mean? I, I miss. I think I misunderstood what you said. Vandy said that Carmen was. He had not said anything about the incident. That doesn't sound like Carmen, from what I know. Granted, I've only he, been here a few days. <laughs> to be fair, every time that he does something outrageous, he's usually very drunk. Maybe the whole situation sobered them up a bit once he realized that the blast that nearly hit him killed another person. Or perhaps we only need to wait for nightfall for when he's deep into his cups. Perhaps, but that'll have to wait for another night. I'm tired, and you're sorry, you. Everybody, I think, should just head back to their respective rooms. Go to sleep. I I would prefer to speak to Vandy Banderdash before I, I retire. That would be smart. I have to go tell brother I'm not dead alright um, then we'll meet up, meet up tomorrow morning at uh, as normal yep I'll be cooking very well have a good night good night good guys good night alright who are we going to deal with first I mean I think we all know what Bill's going to do so we can sort of <laughs> just handle <laughs> that we can, we can yada yada <laughs> through that one yeah exactly <laughs> Bill's going to get home Bill's actually going to get home and take like a like a beating from Yvette because because he just yeah, left he without te- without telling her uh, anything, and then he's going to get a beating from. Then me. he's going to get a daddy accuser <laughs> too. If you know what I'm saying? He's going to get a tongue lashing. Um, but yeah, Bill's just going to return home, talk to Yvette, see her, see his kids, explain everything, and get the um, shit kicked out of him. Yeah, get get. Uh, Get a cold dinner and go to bed. <laughs> That's a euphemism <laughs> for some, I'm sure. <laughs> exactly. All right, Yosef or Solas, who's gonna who's gonna deal with their complication of the evening? I can get mine out of the way because it's smaller. 
Sure. Is sure. that a halfling joke? Or no, she's not a halfling. Is that a dwarf joke? Shut up. Ha! What is, why, 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 why do you got to make everything about race, Trevor? This is a tabletop podcast. God, God damn. damn it. All right. So you make your way back to the Rowdy Rockfish. And you get there and there are no lights on. I will take my key, all of my many ring of keys that I have. And I will unlock the front door and, and let myself in. Look around with my dark fishing. Brother, are you home? I'm alive. It's been a very long two days, but I'm alive. Silence. It's later in the day, right? It's quite late. I would say it's probably six-ish by the time you make your way back here. Six, six thirty. Yeah, but the bar should be open. You would think that, wouldn't you? And she's nowhere around? Not that you can tell. Uh, coming in, it's you'd think even, that if you yelled for her, she probably would have responded, but you are met with silence. Can I Can I go check her room? See you if everything is amiss? You absolutely can. Then I do that. All right, give me uh, give me a perception. You got it, you son of a bitch. Okay, cool. Nine for a 19. Uncharacteristically, you can see uh, Brelda's copy of Hammer and Tongs laying oh. on the bedside table, open, face down, like it was just left there haphazardly. Left there haphazard. Right. Can I like see what? the rest of her room, you're used to seeing her room as very like neat as a pin, tidy. You never see this thing out. Uh, it's it's it looks old. You don't know a whole lot about it, but you've seen her reading it. You've seen her take special care of it, and it is very uncharacteristic for her to a leave uh, something untidy and b for this to be left out. Hammered tongs, another good works of Torag. She's going to get the pages dog-eared. What's happened here? I'm going to... This is this is not right. I don't know where else to look for anything out of place, though. It's just her room and then the rest of the bar. Is there anything in the rest of the building that's worth looking for, or am I wasting time here? You can uh, ask me about a place in the bar, in the in the building. I'll give you give you a chance to take a look. Can I, can I look behind the bar, see if there's anything there interesting? Like, is there anything out on the floor? Uh, the... Give me a perception again. Give me another perception. Let's let's take a look around, guys. Okay. Natural 19 for a 29 this time. In the basin where she does her washing, there are two plates and two cups and two sets of utensils. Not clean. Sitting in the basin. Something that you also don't know Brelda for is to ever leave dishes unclean. This is not good. This is not like her at all. Can I, uh, last thing I want to do before heading out of here is can I, can I go check my room upstairs? Because that's the last place I can think of. Perfect. Yeah, go ahead. Just like run up there. I'll roll another perception check. Uh, 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 14 for 24. Nothing amiss. It's just like it was when you left. Okay. This room is still the same. Her room. So from what I can surmise, two people came in here. And then all of them left at once. That's what I can surmise from this. Maybe you can. Maybe it's something else. So just to make sure that I, as a player, don't know, there's there's nowhere else for me to look no. in this building. No, right? you've been everywhere. I'm going to... The only other place that I really know to look or to talk to is to is either Vandy or... Or Osif, and Vandy is busy with Solus, so I'm gonna 
go try to talk to Osif at his place. All right. While this is all happening, we're going to go ahead and let you start your walk out to Menhem's Manor. I'm taking a brisk walk. I've, I've got pep in my step. I'm worried. This is not good. Solus, you arrive at the Dawnflower. All right. The doors are open. There's, once again, the Gozrin service is happening. Uh, there's probably 15, 20 collected people. There's a couple of people you can't make out uh, at the vote of candles, you know, doing their prayers or devotions. And you see Vandy speaking to uh, another Serenray acolyte just inside. Um, almost, you would have almost missed her because she was just around the corner to the right of the foyer. As you walk in, I, I approach her quietly and give a little <clears throat> priestess Bandradash, you sent for me. Oh, y- yes. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Akali, uh, Stefan, I'll, I'll get back to you later. I, I need to deal with this. Um, we'll speak in the morning. Yes. The, the other woman yes. that she's talking to nods and, and kind of shuffles off back to the healing room. You recognize her as, as one of the attendants for, uh, now I can't remember his name. The guy that survived the ill-fated assault on Gauntlet. Can't think of his name now. God. But she was there. You were there. You were there. Is it a she or a he? You keep switching. I haven't. I said it was she. I was talking about the guy that almost died with the party that oh, ended up going okay. to the Gauntlet. You know, that got... Oh, like that guy. Muluk or uh, Clort or... With Clort. He was Clint with Clort. Or something like that. Okay, good. Oh, sweet Clort. Sweet, sweet Clort. Oh, blood Clort. Clort. Love me some Clort. Can you get an aneurysm? Solas, I've heard some very, very disturbing news. Oh, Tovin seems he's fallen. And were you able to at Indeed. least give him a proper burial? We gave him a burial, I believe, befits a man of his faith. I'm at peace with his burial. Have you told Rin? I, I had the suspect, suspicion that they were close they were at least followers we have told no one we've told no one um we've spent the past several days deep within the gauntlets we we hadn't had a chance to return after after we all left with toven i I understand especially if especially if what happened was late and you had to prepare the body didn't want it to be desecrated by one of them those fiends in the keep what took him? And Solus is going to just remain silent. What, what took him? Was it was it a quick death? Did he die with honor? He went in an instant, and I, I believe th- he wouldn't have wanted to go any other way. So you were there. I was. I, I trust he went peacefully, at least at the end. He did not die afraid. That is a comfort. How are you? I, you seem to have grown close to him over the time you'd spent with him. We, we had our disagreements. We had our differences. We, we come from very different religious traditions, but we had quite a few things in common. Not least of which were a mutual friend. Um, just simply by chance, we had become close with the same person some years back, and the events that, what we've experienced here in. Otarian in the Gauntlet, he and I did grow particularly close. I'm glad that I was there when he met his fate. It is always good to meet your end, 
among those you care for and care for you, is it not? Yes. Yes, it is. Now, did you... Did you have a reason in particular for sending for me? Did you repay it in kind? Not yet. What's your, um... Hmm. Huh, you're not deceiving. He hasn't lied. Exactly. I have not he lied has yet. not lied. I have not lied. Neither did I, but he made me check <laughs> against deception. <laughs> you were... You were being intentionally subversive, though, I yeah, feel. like with lighting. Sure. Yep. I don't okay. feel like Solas <laughs> has enough. withheld anything, so I don't know that there's anything that I can roll against, right? Hell yeah. Very well constructed uh, responses. I appreciate that. That's a hero point there. Hell yeah. Yeah, that, that was really Real good. good. You I navigated that conversation fucking with no flaw. Rolled a natural 20 in real life. There you go. <sighs> If you need to speak to anybody about it, I'm here. The halls are always open. I trust open. you, Vandy, but I trust you, Vandy, but I I'm not sure if I'm ready to address this with anybody yet. I understand. Some wounds take a bit longer to heal than others. The loss of a friend is one of the deepest you can have. Indeed. Then I I'm, I'm I I was not here when this was discovered. What is what is going on with the the young man that Tovin had an altercation with? Honestly, Tovin exposed a plot in our midst. It was a, a faceless stalker, an aberrant shapeshifter, typically not found in these parts, but when there is one, there are typically many, and it is an ill portent for the town, though I'm not sure that it's connected to anything else that's going on. Go with the Dawnflower's blessing. Was there nothing else you wanted to say to me? I felt that your friend with the tummy mouth was withholding something from me. I have to be honest with you. I'm not yet sure what to think of him. We only just met him the other day. Yet I I believe him to be a faithful ally. He's already proven his worth in the gauntlet. It's good to take allies where you can find them in times such as these. Take care, Solus. Get some rest. Thank By you. By the looks of you, you undoubtedly you. need it. It has been a difficult few days. Despite yes. being healed and such, you would be still caked with the blood. You'd probably have, like, bits of splinters in your clothing. and It's been a day. Yeah. Well, if you need me again, I'm here. Right. Go with the Dawnflower's blessing, child. Thank you. Good night. And I'm going to head to the Rowdy Rockfish. You arrive to a darkened, locked door. And with that, we're going to go to Yosef again. Uh, you step up the gravel path to the Menhemes Manor. The Major Dormo greets you at the, the door. Ah, oh, Mr. Yosef, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that... Uh, I'm afraid that the Master is indisposed at the moment. Is there anything I may be able to help you with on this fine evening? I, I, I guess I just kind of kept going in the paddock. I, I know that Vandy was busy with something else, but uh, it's, it's just a silly question because he was just, I consider him a personal friend. And I was wondering if he had seen where Brelda was because she's not at the Rockfish. It's not open. None of her stuff is, is in the right place. All of the, the lights are off. The, something is a miss, and I was just wondering if he knew because we were out of town for the last two days dealing with things. 
but if he's busy, I don't want to to push and interrupt. I know he's he's got other things to do than just listen to me talk about what's going on in my personal life. But if he knows anything, please get uh, like send a letter to the rockfish or something. Or, if I haven't figured this out by the time he he gets back to me, uh, Master Osif had a surprise visitor this morning, and he has been indisposed throughout the day. I admit that I have scarce seen him in the past twelve surprise hours. Visitor? Yes. Uh, seemed to be somebody that he knew, uh, and maybe not quite a friend, but somebody he does trust. I imagine, or else he would not have shut himself away in the study for so long. With her. Right. Well, I, I suppose if he's busy, then I'll be on my way. Good evening. Um, what, what is? I don't know if we've exchanged names. <sighs> As he reaches for the book. Right. No, there's there's so no name has to make here. one up. Ah. Uh, yeah, this isn't going to be the new Dilly Danvers. Alfred Stecken. The name. The name's Stecken. Stecken. Yosef. Nobody seems to care to call me that. My name well, is I'll call you Stecken. Mr. Stecken. Th- thank you, uh, Yosef. If it's okay, Mr. Lovekiruki, to call you that. Oh, yes, you can call me Yosef. It's fine. Thank you. I, I will... People usually have a hard time pronouncing my last name anyway. Uh, I will convey uh, your wish to speak with Master Yosef, but he has given strict instructions to not bother him uh, until his dealings are concluded with this individual, but... Uh, I will. I do know that he he appreciates your counsel and your report, so I will be sure to speak with him about our meeting. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I guess being done with that interaction, the only other person I could think to go to is Yismarin. As you turn to leave and step back out the gates, I need you to give me a perception check. You got it. Uh, 21. You notice, perched on the post, above the gate looking at you intensely, is a very familiar-looking raven. And we'll see you next week. A raven? Oh, it's Hattie's raven. Oh, yeah. Oh. I don't know what it is. Okay. Yeah. Like, what is what? That could be important. Yeah, right? I guess that's who's inside, Ben. The role for intent uses trademarks and our copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Role for Intent is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Original characters and storylines are the property of Roman Neville Productions. Music for this podcast was provided by Michael Gelfie. Flip Melvin and Tabletop Audio. Visit our website at rollforintent.com. Any questions or suggestions, email us at mailroom at rollforintent.com. Thank you for listening.